journalists. Julie Osk is an analyst at Forrester. And it just hasn't been able to become something that the general population, where my mother and my dad and my grandmother want to use it as a platform to get news and information. And they're struggling as a result. To catch up, Twitter basically has to reinvent itself, one of the hardest things to do in the business world. And if it succeeds by letting you send pictures, stream live sporting events, and catch up on the latest Kardashian news in one click, Google and Facebook are already there. I'm Andy Euler for Marketplace. Here is today's Marketplace quiz. It's a two-parter, so get ready. Number one, what happened today in 1792? Here's a hint. has to do with the New York Stock Exchange. Anybody? Not good enough of a hint? All right. Okay. 17th of May, 1792, under a buttonwood tree in front of number 68 Wall Street, 24 brokers signed what has come to be called the Buttonwood Agreement, thereby starting the New York Stock Exchange. So, which gets me to part two, what was traded that day? You're never going to get this one, so I'll just tell you. U.S. Treasury bonds, three slices of those, also shares in the Bank of New York and the Bank of the United States. No idea where prices closed that day, but on this Tuesday by rights, it should be the Wawa trombones. As we all know, though, I don't get to decide. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. Chances are pretty good, better than pretty good, actually, that you've got an HP printer somewhere in your office. Hewlett-Packard has been making them and making money off them for decades. But Inkjet, I will tell you, is so passe. HP Inc., which is the printer and PC part of the original HP that split in two last year, announced a big 3D printing initiative today, banking on its appeal to American manufacturers. Dion Weisler is the CEO of HP Inc. Welcome to the program. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Is it uh, fair to say that that you're kind of betting the future of this company on 3D printing? Look, we're really excited about the work we're doing across our core products, uh, products that we have in our growth engines, but we're incredibly excited about the categories that we're creating, and 3D printing is, is an incredible part of that. So is that a yes or a no? It's, a, it's part of a complement of an entire suite of products, but we think it has the opportunity to tap into a $12 trillion manufacturing industry, and that's pretty exciting. Seems to me what we're really talking about here is a productivity tool, right? You want manufacturing to be more agile and quicker. So help me understand how, I don't know, like Nike or BMW uh, would use this. Well, we think it does more than that. We think it actually democratizes manufacturing. Manufacturing today typically happens in faraway places, and that costs a lot of inventory, uh, warehousing costs, costs of capital are all tied up. And this enables you to move manufacturing much closer to where your customers are. And so companies like Nike, like BMW, like Johnson & Johnson are working with us as close technology partners and figuring out how they can build innovative products where complexity is essentially free, uh, this high innovation curve, and uh, bring breakthrough products to market. Complexity is free. It also sounds like that means failure is, is without, without cost, without risk. You can just keep banging stuff out. Well, you can certainly prototype, and 3D printing's been prototyping for many years now. I guess what we're doing differently here is we've also launched a range of low-production-run um, printers as well, so that enables you to do those low-production runs that extend beyond traditional prototyping. Low-production runs, meaning some guy in his garage trying to tinker with stuff? 
Well, think about our business. Think about our 3D printing business. Today, it's not a very high-volume business. And in fact, 50% of the parts inside our printer are printed by our printer. So that's kind of pretty cool, and uh, it's perfect for those kind of production runs. As it builds scale, um, and you're doing millions, you'll, you'll use traditional manufacturing, but for short production runs, this makes much more economic sense. The other half of your business, the other half of your portfolio is PCs, of course, and, and I wonder uh, whether or not you're going to orphan those things as this slice of it gets better because PC sales are, as we've seen, plummeting. Well, both PCs and printing are mature categories, but they're still $415 billion market. I don't think PCs ever go away. People are still going to have to interact with their digital worlds. Uh, but we're going to create new categories, immersive computing, different ways in which you interact with your PCs, take things from the physical world, bring them into the digital world, change them, manipulate them.